You are listening to High TV, your place for cannabis news, insights, and information. If you're new to this podcast, you're a newbie. What's going on, newbie? Welcome to the show. Hope to see you soon. Just know when Monday morning comes and this podcast plays in your cars and your headphones, you will be the most informed person in cannabis in your circle. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. ITV. Welcome back to another episode of High TV. What's going on, fam? What's going on, High Fam? Listen, I want to address last episode. I realized I may have been too hasty in my reaction and learning my uh, demographics. As you know, the distributor platform I use just got the analytics to give me more demo information. And I saw that I was 82% male li- male listenership. And I don't know, I was kind of heartbroken when I heard that. I didn't know I was talking to a bunch of dudes, but you know what? It's all right, though. So I did some research after said episode, and I realized, listen, a lot of podcasts, especially when they're male-hosted, are going to have dominant male listenership. For instance, the Joe Rogan podcast, the largest podcast on the world, $100 million Spotify sign deal, the Inca's Drive podcast, their podcast is mostly male listeners. I believe it's like above around 70-something percent. So with that being said... Given the fact that I am a male myself and the topics I may talk about, it's a male brain you're hearing from here. So chances are other male brains can relate and understand information. Now, when consulting, you know, my uh, female cohorts and friends and whatnot about why my podcast may be so interesting to one sex but not so interesting to another they tell me it's my personality they're like you know talking to you is great but sometimes you know you know like to say things that we may not connect to right you may make jokes that you can joke with your boys with but joking with them may be a bit different now i I realized that when i have when i listened to a conversation i had on a podcast with one male host and another female host is that with the male host we're joking differently with the female it's another type of you know comedy if you will or content so I understand that. So I'm going to work on some way I can attract, you know, female listenership. And shout out to every, everybody who donated 50 cents a day to try and increase the uh, XX chromosomes in the room. But nonetheless, we have some cannabis news for you this week. I realize a majority of the listeners are tuned in for the cannabis news, right? I try to... St- drop in a little bit of extra or other content in efforts to diversify, you know, what I may talk about week to week. And therefore, I've been much more uh, passionate, have more fun, and at least have a broad worldview on the podcast. But I realized, oh, I just want the cannabis news. And I get that. So with that being said, excuse the noise outside. But nonetheless, we're going to start with the quick hits. As always, we don't give you our full blunt. We're going to give you a mini blunt. Speaking of, we have the mini blunt King Palm half gram rolls coming out soon on the website. It's going to be at www.getlikeweed.com. A lot of you guys reached out and said, yo, I love the CBD blunts, right? Or the cigars, we called it. But I don't want to have to smoke a cigar before work or sit down for like 45 minutes. I mean, listen, we all know how long a King Palm can burn. Listen, you can go ahead and cook dinner while smoking a King Palm and it'll be done by the time you finish you finish smoking. So with that being said, we created the half gram uh, King Palm Rolls. 
indoor CBD flower to help you guys find anxiety relief, help you sleep better, but a much smaller package. Now, it may not be as potent as a cigar because it's less flower, but at least you'll get that quick relief that you may be looking for. You know, a lot of us may not want to have to smoke a whole cigar and then want to fall asleep. Some of us just want to take a little quick smoke break, you know, maybe at lunchtime at work or before work little smoke time, get ready for the stress that Janice is going to put us through, asking for all these copies. But nonetheless, that's dropping soon. Check the Instagram, Habitat National. I dropped the little Instagram Reels video on the story. Now, speaking of, Instagram Reels is interesting, right? Zuckerberg is above most a swagger jacker. As I mentioned on two podcasts ago about a podcast who decided not to even make it unique, but just steal a whole concept that a podcast does. Zuckerberg has a whole billion dollar industry based on this, right? TikTok is the biggest app in the world right now, most downloaded in 2019. I mean, it's in the news for Trump trying to ban it because it's owned by China. You know the information already. But the fact that Instagram decided to legit copycat what TikTok does and see if it can take their users is absolutely egregious. But it's right in Zuck's playbook. You know, Zuckerberg might as well be the coach of New England Patriots. He's watching the practices. <laughs> Talk about male listenership, <laughs> NFL reference. But nonetheless, you get what I'm saying. He's not here trying to innovate or create something new. He's just saying, all right, that works. Let me add that to my repertoire. Because that way I don't have to spend a billion dollars to buy your company or billions of dollars. I could spend tens of millions with the staff I've already hired, and they can just recreate what you're doing with some code, which is pretty bad and messed up. But... It's business at the end of the day, right? Even that company Rivian that's a competitor to Tesla, they're having lawsuits over people working at Tesla, taking all of their work throughout six months to a year, and then going towards Rivian, where Rivian, I am assuming, is paying much more and giving these people a much higher you know, role in the electric car company. It's business. Business is business. Now, the Instagram Reels, I wouldn't say is as good as the TikTok app when it comes to just editing, because for some reason, I, I see TikTok personally as a great editing, a video editing app, not even sharing it to social media. You know what I'm saying? Just like when Instagram just came out, you can edit your pictures with filters, TikTok is about videos. Is Reels better? No. Is TikTok better? Who knows? I'm not, I'm not a big TikToker, if you will. Is that what you call TikTokers? 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 Anyway, again, quick hits. So again, we're going to give you guys a little quick hits of the news. We're going to talk about this uh, week. If you want to skip ahead, you can go ahead and skip ahead. But here are the quick hits to let you know what's going down this episode. So first up, we have a product recall in Michigan over, <laughs> over licked pre-rolls. I mean, I'll get into it later. Next, we have great-grandmother. Remember the story I told you about probably last year, how our grandmother was literally arrested at Disneyland for having CBD oil. Now, granted, uh, maybe it was last year or a year and a half, but it was right when CBD was legalized. So it's so surprising that this story came out. It's a national story. You know, a great-grandmother sues Disney over her arrest. She was put in jail for having CBD oil. They thought she had drugs and an illicit paraphernalia brought into the park. It's a grandmother, for God's sake. Uh, next, we have South Africa, a country who I am considering moving to and have been considering for a long time because they say South Africa is the America, if you will, of the continent of Africa for the simple fact that South Africa is extremely diverse, right? You have so many different races and people and languages. I believe South Africa is one of the most uh, diverse in language of any country in the world. And so I thought it'd be great to explore, you know, 
the lands of Africa and, and, and Johannesburg, particularly because of that reason. Now, it looks like South Africa, their cabinet is moving forward towards a legalization of cannabis. It's only making my move to South Africa even sweeter, right? It's making the decision so much easier. I can move to Africa. I can move to South Africa, I should, I should say, Johannesburg, enjoy being amongst the people of South Africa enjoy the multitude of cultures and foods and everything that comes with it and also be able to smoke my weed whenever I want to. It's a, it's a win-win. You know, I, some say you do the same thing in California, but hey, nah, I want a different scene. The fact that we have this president here and the way the world is going, George Floyd, I'm looking for a exit. You know, I'll be back visiting, but predominantly I want to live in Johannesburg. But I'll talk about that after the quick hits. Next, we have officials in Texas have certified that the code. Excuse me. Officials in Texas have certified code banning the retail sale and distribution of smokable hemp products. And it has then been approved and become effective. Back in on August 2nd. Now, to simplify, that's a long ass little title they had there. But nonetheless, this article is saying that Texas has banned the sale of smokable hemp flour. Now, if you know anything about Texas, Texas allows medical marijuana, but only allows it in CBD form. And the only CBD that's allowed is like the Epidiolex or it's copycats that like Sotera Wellness sells and other brands, right? Where you have like a syringe that you squeeze the oil into or whatever you want to call it a syringe and uh you pull it up and put it under your tongue and that's their medical marijuana is cbd and at first texas only allowed you know this medical marijuana for those who had cancer or had some brain ailment like there had to be on their deathbed literally to get medical marijuana which is ridiculous but nonetheless hemp is banned we'll get more into that after the next uh our big story this episode is going to be cannabis of course where we talk about a survey as i always do on this podcast data is everything data is the new oil and the more data you have is the better you can formulate a picture and assumption or hypothesis on what you want to do in the cannabis industry some of you guys listening i know are gajapreneurs some of you guys are listening want to be in the industry that's why you're listening you want to know what's going on and so by paying paying attention to this data it allows you to make sure that your moves are well calculated and it's a much better educated guest so a survey was taken that shows that boomers <laughs> boomers apparently boomers is now an uh, offensive term like when you see someone old these young people are just referring to them as boomers and those who are older you know what i'm saying the, 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 they're no longer called generation x i mean generation uh x or or baby boomers anymore they they hate the fact that you call them boomers but anyway boomers use cannabis medically at twice the rate of millennials again boomers use medical marijuana twice the rate of millennials now if you're someone like myself who's intertwined in the industry this is a this is obvious like this is a completely obvious I, when i worked at a medical marijuana firm most of the calls i was getting was from somebody who was older oh you have such a nice voice you should be on tv uh ma'am i don't think i have the face for tv but uh i'll think about it oh well you can do radio <laughs> and here i am on the podcast shout out to the old lady but yeah i had great conversations with these older folks and uh yeah this data i've seen firsthand working at a medical marijuana firm that yes most of their patients are older. Now, that doesn't mean that all medical marijuana patients are 
boomers, if you will, they, they don't all, you know, use Lipitor and all these other <laughs> drugs to help them survive the next couple decades. Um, there are young people as well that did call in and I'll get more into what percentages of products and or the reasons why old people use medical marijuana and the reasons why young people use it. And I even go into recreationally what boomers are doing and what millennials are doing. All right. And uh, that's today's story in a nutshell. So first, we're going to talk about the product recall in Michigan over a licked pre-roll. Now, look, it's not over a licked pre-roll. It was a bunch of licked pre-roll. Now, if you don't know anything, if you want to roll your joint, you know, get your flour, get your rolling tray, you know, have your, your uh, papers ready and you're going to roll it with perfection. All right. You're going to, the amount of attention to detail that you give this joint, you probably should give that attention to detail to other things in your life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And with that being said, we all lick our joints to seal them, but it's different when you're making it for business. When you're making it for business, you don't want to, you know, lick any joint. This is why so many cannabis companies, when they prepare their pre-rolls, they use cones. All right. Cones are already in this cone shape so there's no reason to lick anything all you got to do is stuff uh pack and then twist and you're done right no licking needed but apparently this cannabis company because michigan is legalized for recreational marijuana excuse me they decided to lick all over their pre-rolls now whoever's boss was in charge during this time should be fired like you are in in times of COVID, all right? You're licking joints. I mean, I don't know of any faster way to spread COVID in the cannabis community outside of passing a COVID smoke joint to somebody else. Like other than that, this is it. This is number two on how to infect all cannabis smokers is to lick every joint that you're going to sell. Like, I don't want to spend my money on a pre-roll and have somebody lick it closed. No, get a cone, stuff it. I don't want your mouth on it all, at all, right? Use gloves, please. So there's a huge recall happening, and it's something that in my mind is, is, is flabbergasting. I can't believe a million-dollar company would have the wherewithal or lack of that or lack of of anywhere with all for to even think that it's okay to lick your joints closed. I mean, again, there's raw papers that come in cones. Use that. I mean, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but it goes to show you sometimes in this cannabis industry, you realize that individuals are in it for the money and they're not really thinking about the patients or the customers that they're selling to, right? They're literally just trying to, you know, buy something as a commodity at a low price and sell it high. And the attention to detail just isn't there because if I'm running a cannabis company, I'm making sure nobody's nasty, grimy tongue, I don't know where it's been last night or, la or ever, <laughs> I don't know where your tongue's been to go on the joint. And the last thing on my mind as a consumer is to know that the joints were licked. Now, how do they even know that the joints were licked in the first place? That's, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Now, <laughs> I don't know if somebody bought a pre-roll that was licked. They decided to smoke it and was like, yo, why does this, yo, it tastes like breath. Yo, taste this, <laughs> right? And his friend takes a hit and he says, yo, it's, it, it smells like breath. Like, why Why does my pre-roll smell like breath? They filed a complaint. There was an investigation. And um, I'm speculating, making jokes here that that's how they figured out it was licked. Chances are a lot of these cannabis companies have inspections, right? We have inspections. They're there to make sure everything you're doing is being done the right way. So when these inspectors come in and check to see how you're making your cannabis products, normally what they see with joints and pre-rolls is they have like a adhesive material, right? The same thing that you would find on a joint 
joint, right? They have it, they uh, or a sponge, if you will, a very light sponge. They dampen it. They don't wet it, but they damp it, and they tap the part that needs to be licked and that's what that's how they seal their clothes that's normally how it's done or again i mentioned for the umpteen time they use cones right but apparently the inspector found out that these folks were licking their joints clothes and had to shut things down because you're not going to have in covid season all of these joints going out to people getting innocent people sick there's chances are in michigan there's somebody who was locked in their house for weeks right like full-on panic room level locked in the house. You know what I'm saying? Netflix, Uber eating, they're not going outside for anything. They're like that germaphobe from Shameless in the early seasons. You know what I'm talking about? That lady who was afraid to go outside? Uh, and they got a joint delivered to them from the Michigan dispensary. I'm not even say their name to have a defamation, you know, <laughs> lawsuit on my hands. But anyway, they, I imagine that that company delivered their joints to somebody to that person who was sitting in their house and not going outside for anything. All right. Their grass is as tall as I am probably now for not going outside to mow anything. And they caught COVID all because somebody decides to lick their joint. Could you imagine? Could you imagine catching COVID from a joint? You know how upset I would be? I would want to break some joints if somebody gave me COVID from licking a joint that I bought. All right. Next. So we have a the great grandmother who sued now, this is an interesting story to me. One, we already know what the story is and why she got arrested. But what's happening now during this lawsuit is interesting to me on a marketing level for not Disney, but for the lawyer that's representing her. Now, it turns out that the lawyer that's representing the great grandmother who was put in jail for having CBD oil in her bag because she had arthritis and joint pain. That's the same lawyer. That's the lawyer for George Floyd. That blew my mind. It was just so, it was two vastly different cases, but it's the same exact lawyer. Now, my thought is if you're a lawyer, right, you want to attract patients, you want to attract customers, if you will, how they know to reach you, right? We all drive on the highway. We see billboards with, sorry about that, with lawyers' names on it. We see commercials on podcasts and Breakfast Club has, I think it's Morgan and Stanley or Morgan and Morgan, and they have all of these, you know, Lawyer ads, right? But what if the a form of advertisement that these lawyers do is represent cases that may not be a huge case in the form of, you know, morality, justice, and Supreme Court, but they take on cases that get the most public notoriety? Because I'm not in the law, the, the, the law world at all, but this story caught my eye. And if I wasn't on the cannabis world at all, this story would still catch my eye. Because I'm like, yo, you, you arrested a great grand you didn't even arrest a grandmother you arrested a great grandmother all right that's how this woman is 69 years old for the first time in her life she has cuffs in her hands because of cbd oil regardless of my you know connections and affinity toward cannabis and things of that nature i would still be baffled by this story so what i'm saying here is i think this lawyer takes on the most high cases that he possibly can and chances are he takes these high cases uh, at a discount because he's using them as marketing for his own firm and practice, right? Because the fact that he's representing George Floyd already drew like a raised eyebrow, if you will. Like, all right, you're, you're representing George Floyd. You want to get justice for them. Great. You know that the whole country and world is looking at this case and now your name is attached to it. And secondly, if you love Disney, you've ever seen a Marvel movie, The Incredibles, Lion King, Little Mermaid, and Mulan that was supposed to come out already, but due to COVID, ah, 
We're gonna have to we're gonna have to uh, slow down that movie release. But if you watched any Disney movie or gone to Disneyland, chances are this story also caught your attention. So I think it was very smart for this man to take this to trial and represent this woman because she does deserve justice. She should not have been arrested for CBD oil that was illegal in the first place. And the fact that they put her in Disney jail, that's hilarious. Imagine you going to jail and then you're sitting in the cage and all you see is Mickey Mouse smiling at you like, yo, where, do you, where did your life go? The fact that you're sitting in a Disneyland jail. All right, Goofy looking at you like, yeah, you real Goofy right now. How you go to jail at Disneyland? Uh, don't mean to make jokes on her plight, but just overall, the, the sound of a Disney jail just sounds hilarious. Like, I can't imagine sitting there in, like, a children's jail. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? They got, like, pretty-ass colors in the jail and everything. The cuffs are probably, like, pink or something wild. But, uh, yeah, man, this, this goes to show the lack of education that the general public has, on a serious note. The fact that even today... Hemp's been legal for, what, a year and a half, two years? And you still have hemp companies whose shipments are being taken by the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency. So the DEA gets a call from a tip. They have to act act on these calls. They decide to nab the pounds and pounds of hemp that seemingly, I can see if you could say it looked like cannabis, and they go ahead and test it, find out that it's just CBD, and have to give it back. That's a waste of all of our tax dollars. I'm sure our tax dollars could be used doing something much different than arresting a lady in Disneyland for CBD oil. Okay? I mean, listen, I, I got, it's up to us as cannabis users, as people who know you know, a bit more about weed other than getting high to communicate and talk openly about it. Because the more open we are about our cannabis use, the more we make it a normalcy in this society is the less that we'll have these instances where a great grandmother is put in jail for having CBD oil. The less chances we're going to have a truck driver who does deliveries year round, but this one day decides to pick up an order that is unknowingly hemp flour, hundreds and hundreds of pounds of hemp flour, smells the smell in his car and decides, oh, Oh shit, I don't want to get deported. I don't want I don't what well, I think is gonna get deported. I'm sorry, that was kind of a microaggression. <laughs> but he doesn't want to get in trouble. He has kids to feed, he got a wife at home, he got house, he got a house to pay for. He's not trying to go to jail for you know drug trafficking. So he's gonna go ahead and tip the police that his car smells like weed, and now we have a hemp business who doesn't have any flour for the next coming weeks because of this mishap. You know, I mean, listen, these cops even pose with these hemp bags thinking that it's weed. It's like, listen, buddy, I'm sorry you got bullied in school and you became a cop to now bully society. But you nabbing pounds of hemp flour is not an accomplishment. If anything, you're being made fun of. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not even a part of the narcotics department, but yet you made a, a, a hemp drug bust. Take a seat, buddy, and shave off that stupid mustache. Speaking, of, I got a ticket the other day from some guy. So annoying, bro. Like, do what type of man? What type of policeman wears heels? Right? Like, I'm like the, the police cop is walking over to me. Right? I'm on the side of the road, and I'm like, oh shit. Right? Walking on the side of the road, I'm hearing like click, clack, click, clack, click, clack. And I look into my rearview mirror, and I see the cop. And then like I kind of, you know, the little knob in your car that allows you to push your mirror downward so you can so you can see what around you. I noticed this guy has like heels on. Now I'm not saying he had like plat like platform heels or he had some like Gi- Giuseppe shoes on. You know, no red bottoms, but he had like those police boots that have like a two inch, three inch heel on them. And I realized this is a little small guy. 
and you're doing traffic stops, they probably sent you there because you're annoying. Why are you stopping me during COVID? I don't want to have to have your face next to my car at any point. Now, granted, I took the ticket, say, you know what, I'm going to fight this in court. It's nonetheless, so I'm not really feeling cops right now. And this story just reiterates the fact that police need to tune their time to better things. All right. So, great-grandmother, I hope she gets justice. I hope Disney pays her a bag of money, and that bag of money goes to her great-grandchildren. They deserve it. You know, sometimes negative things happen in your life, but then they have positive outcomes. And I'm pretty sure Disney's going to settle this out of court. They don't want this to, you know, damage their brand or have people not want to go to Disney World. They're already struggling with coronavirus as it is. So, if I'm Disney, I'll go ahead and give her a breaker off of certain amount of money i'll probably give her like six hundred thousand dollars i'm not gonna give her a million because that's a little that's a little too much but i'll give you six hundred thousand dollars you pay off your lawyer with a hundred thousand you keep half a million and a half a million can go towards your grandchildren's college funds everybody is happy all right south africa how much time we got left on this before the ad break i'm gonna do a new ad for you guys we're sitting at around 23 minutes and we're gonna have an ad in a bit and when i come back when I come back, folks, don't leave me. All right, listen to my ads, too, because, you know, when you don't listen to the ads, when you skip forward, I don't get paid, man. I can't buy my weed if I, you don't listen to my ads, man. Uh, yeah, they, stupid theatrics aside, we're going to talk about <laughs> South Africa, and we're going to talk about Texas. Real quick, let me talk about Texas, then I'm going to dip around 30 minutes. So, officials in Texas decided to ban hemp. Now, the reason why I want to talk about this is, yeah, boo-hoo, they banned hemp in Texas, but we know how conservative of a state Texas is. We know how backwards of a state... Listen, Texas is a great state. Let me just say that first and foremost. By their GDP, they're a great state. The way they conduct business, and most likely it's because of the oil that they have there. But San Antonio, I wouldn't go there. Austin, Texas is amazing. All right, Austin is like the Silicon Valley of Texas. And there's a reason why Joe Rogan is moving there. And I believe their taxes is much, much lower than California, which is why I think he's going there. And with that being said, I don't want to make this seem like I'm shitting on Texas, Texas. What I'm shitting on is the fact that you have lobbyists in Texas that would one, allow medical marijuana. However, only allow marijuana in the form of a syringe. Do you know how many patients prefer to use their medical marijuana smoking? Reason being is when you smoke cannabis, that's like you're taking the raw product. Imagine having sugar right in front of you on the left and on the right, you have corn syrup. Now they're both sugary substances however one is much more closer to the plant now what hemp flower is hemp flower is that sugar cane straight from the plant there's no processing at all all you're doing is legit growing the plant cropping it putting it in a joint and smoking it but when you're going towards the lengths that these companies are going to allow themselves to sell their medical marijuana in a, on a large scale in texas you have to get the flower you have to mill the flower mill means to chop up like a little slap chop Slap chop, slap chop. You chop up the flour. Then when you chop up the flour, you have to go through a series of processes to extract the oil. Once you turn that milled biomass, if you will, into crude oil, you have to turn that crude oil into distillate. And then from the distillate, you have to now make a formulation that would have the concentration needed for the medical marijuana product that I'm mentioning. Now, 
just hearing that, that's a lot of steps to go through just to get your cannabis. I'd much rather, you know, get my flower straight up and smoke that. Do I love vapes? Of course, but I like flower way better. And the data shows it. The data I'm going to get into after the break is going to tell you the breakdown of what boomers and millennials much rather participate in when it comes to medical marijuana and recreational. Now back to Texas. In my eyes, it's a hot take. I think that the Texas officials want to protect the financial integrity of these health companies that make billions and billions of dollars a year from pushing prescriptions. If you are a medical, if you think about getting medical marijuana and then you figure out how much of a arduous process it is just to get your medical marijuana, you're probably going to stick to getting that doctor prescription that you're already getting. All right. The fact that you have to go see a special doctor, a cannabis doctor, you know what I mean? Like these doctors first have to get a certification in cannabis in Texas, and then they can go ahead and prescribe you medical marijuana. In a state like Florida, I believe any doctor can go ahead and give you the prescription. It's like, but in Texas, it's so much more hoops to go through. And secondly, the only product available is this shitty ass syringe. No one wants that crap. You know, I mean, get, honestly, the medical marijuana industry is hurting themselves by not giving them, giving the people what they want, right? When you make the decision to make what makes you the most money, great. Business-wise, you're doing the right thing. But morally, justifyingly, when you're trying to save people's lives with these products and maintain their quality of life, for that matter, but you're sticking towards profits, you're not doing the right thing. And the fact, the fact that they banned hemp flour is a simple evidence that people much rather smoke their CBD than get it in a stupid brown syringe bottle. You know how much it costs to get Epidiolex for a year for a patient that has deadly seizures, deadly seizures, that has traumatic seizures? Like their seizures are, are to a point where they need medical marijuana to, you know, be operational. It costs $32,000 a year. Now, if you don't have health insurance, that's coming out of pocket. Who the hell has $32,000 a year to spend on one medicine? GW Pharmaceuticals, and I'm sure they're happy that it costs that much. Now, granted, if you have health insurance and your health insurance covers medical marijuana, which a lot of health insurance are nowadays, because now that's easy way for you to get money per month just to cover medical expenses. And they probably work, work out deals with these medical marijuana companies, so they get they pay for the uh, product at a discount. But nonetheless, that's different. The point is, people are paying this thirty two thousand dollars with mostly their medical insurance. So even though they're not getting getting it, you know, out of pocket thirty two thousand, they're still having to pay, and the companies still profit either way. So what I'm saying is, in a nutshell. These companies want to protect their investments by having people not buy smokable hemp at smoke shops, at CBD shops. They want them to buy only the medical marijuana CBD. Now, granted, there's going to be a black market of CBD again in Texas. The same thing that's happening in California where they're struggling. They're going so they're doing so bad numerically when it comes to their medical, excuse me, their recreational cannabis sales is because they're producing product that's clean. Yeah, but it's too expensive for the average Joe to consistently buy unless you're having a high net worth and, and you're working a high paying job. Most of the people who aren't making that big money, they're 50,000 and below, they're buying a weave the same weed man they did years ago. They're not going towards your dispensary. They'll go there for the experience to say, I finally got to buy my legal weed, or you may like one product that's done better than any drug dealer can possibly do. But nonetheless, they're going to the weed man. Now there's going to be weed men selling hemp flour on the side. Like, yo, man, I heard. Oh, out of east side of Texas. Man, I heard they, I heard they ban hemp flour. I mean, 
if you if you want, I could sell you a gram of hemp flour for free if you buy an eighth. Every eighth comes with a gram of hemp. Listen, I know you can't buy it in stores anymore, but you can buy it from me. I, I reckon it's the best hemp flour on this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, Texas, get your act together, man. Like I'm going through the Reddit stuff. and Oh, quick thing. So I talked to a guy who sells hemp flour in Texas. I guess it was some form of investigative journalism. I don't ever call myself a journalist. I'm just passionate about what I love, right? So I decided to find more information because I love info. I love to learn. So I reached out to the guy and I said, hey, um... How's how's this uh, new Texas law treating you? I know you sell hemp flour. I know you're doing pretty well, but I know your business has to be affected. And he goes, yeah, we have to go ahead and make brand new labels, but we're going to continue business as, as normal. I'm like, you're going to continue business as normal. They just said it's illegal. I mean, you don't want to go to jail over hemp flour, right? He goes, yeah, that may be the case. However, you got to love the loopholes. Now, apparently, people, there's a loophole in place in the wording of the bill or whatever it's called in Texas that mentions that you cannot sell hemp flour as a consumable product, right? You can sell it as a novelty item or you can sell it as a non-consumable product. So I mentioned the labels. What he's going to do is now make new labels for his product and then have a little line on there that says it's non-consumable. So we're not really selling it to them to eat it or smoke it. We're just selling them the hemp flour for them to do whatever they want with it, not consuming. So legally, they're fine. They can sell their hemp flour. However, the ones who's fucked are the <laughs> are the CBD shops that invested thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars on buying and sourcing hemp flour from these places and they're now not allowed to sell in their store. And I know I'll if I'm if I'm living in, in, in fucking Texas and I got a CBD store near me that has the best hemp flour around and now when I go there next week or this week rather because it was on the second, there's no hemp flour available, I'll be pissed. So if you're from Texas and you're listening and you need hemp flour, go ahead and reach out to us at get like weed on Instagram and getlikeweed.com on your website on my way on our website we'll be happy to ship you guys product i read reddit i extensively looked and apparently you can still ship hemp products in texas you just can't sell it at retail shops and you can't sell it as a consumable product so what i'll do is include a documentation if you will about you know hemp being legal and it not being a consumable product just so that you can enjoy your hemp flower in texas i think everybody has the ability if they want to improve their anxiety condition if they want to improve their sleeping habits habits if they want to just feel overall relaxed and cbd helps them do that i think you should get it from hemp flower because when you smoke it you feel it instantly it's not like taking a a, a tincture where the feelings are best felt in 30 minutes to an hour or in even when you consume it orally so nonetheless go ahead and uh, check us out on get like weed on instagram check out our website website is in the link in bio on hemp international instagram as well check out our new mini blunts coming soon you're gonna hear more about it in the ad and yeah man we'll be right back don't go nowhere sit tight sit tight man sit tight i know the post has not been coming every single week but you got to realize we're in crazy times. I'm working through this as well while also running a business. And so my, my mind, my energy, my body is being, you know, stretched out, if you will. And to sit down and to formulate a podcast, thinking about the talking points I want to say and deliver it to you in a timely fashion, that is definitely my utmost Damn, the cops heard me talk about Texas. Hey, I'm going to go take a break. I don't know what's going on around me, but I'll be right back. That ain't, that's not sound effects. That's real cops. I'll be right back.
Disneyland. Officer! Hey, 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 you young man! Do I get my one phone call? One phone call? Listen, you criminal, I'll give you your one phone call, but if you call me again, we're going to have some problems, missy. I don't care whose great-grandmother you are. Huh. Here's, here's your phone. Hey, uh, Grandma, how's Disney World? How's it going? Uh, it looks like I'm behind, I'm behind bars right now, Sonny. I, I don't know what happened. It, I, I had some CBD on my bag, and they found it, and, and now I'm in Disney jail. Disney jail? What? Yeah, I'm surrounded by all these mascots in, in police uniforms. It's really scary. I, 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 I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I've never been arrested before in my life. Grandma, where, who's with you right now? I mean, the kids, the, the, the kids and your sister, they're, they're, they're outside trying to figure out what they can do. Listen, I'll send them money for bail. Just just go ahead and, and just sit tight. We'll take care of this, okay? Thank you so much. I, I, I can't believe it. I'm so disappointed in myself. No, no, no. We will solve this. All right, Officer Pluto, um, I'm done with my phone call now. You better be. <laughs> Criminal. <laughs> Hi, this episode is brought to you by LeafLink. LeafLink is the industry's standard wholesale cannabis marketplace defining the way thousands of cannabis brands, distributors, and retailers do business. If you have a cannabis business, CBD, or THC, go ahead and list your brand on LeafLink. You'll be included on thousands and thousands of cannabis brands where not only do shops have the ability to find you, but also customers can find you as well. Similar to Groupon, LeafLink has a program that allows you to list discounts on your items to consumer customers. And with wholesale customers, you can go ahead and set up your wholesale sheet, wholesale order, and have it all done on their website. So LeafLink, again, is the industry standard wholesale cannabis marketplace defining the way thousands of cannabis brands, distributors, and retailers do business. Choose LeafLink today. Now, back to the show. So it looks like the cops found out, the cops, the cops found out I brought some CBD oil to Disneyland in 2010. Okay. I mean, I thought, I thought we were past this. I thought it was over. The statute of limitations was done, but it wasn't. All right. They got word. I was talking shit about Disney and they said, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wise guy. I'm coming after you next. Hey buddy. Great grandmother first. High TV next. I have to go run and book it. Um, I'm here recording the podcast, all right? I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> this was stupid. All right, all right, all right, all right. So um, with that being said, folks, we're going to go on to the second half of this episode. Thank you for listening to the ads. Um, I really appreciate it, honestly, dude. Honestly, I appreciate the fact that you guys come come in week after week and have to listen to what this madman has to say. But uh, nonetheless, we're going to get into the last two stories. One, we're going to talk about uh, boomers moving or excuse me, boomers being the largest shareholder of medical cannabis consumers and last but not least we're going to talk about south africa cabinet advances legalization bill now we're going to talk about the baby boomers in a second now my whole idea of of loving south africa was of course getting introduced to the story of nelson mandela and how the apartheid happened and things are a bit different now but then meeting people from africa in my college experience when i first came to miami it's a different you know, area of New York City. New York City has everybody, but 
it seems like Miami has a great diversity, but a different type of diversity that's in New York, right? You have your your Puerto Ricans, your Italians, your this type of South South uh, South American, like Ecuador, El, El Salvadorians, and the Jamaicans, and all these different people that are living in New York City. However, when you go towards Miami, it's different. You have the Cubans, you have the Haitians, you have South Africans, apparently. You have those from Dubai and the Middle East, and it's very unique. Now, I'm guessing some of these people would rather go to Miami because the weather's hot, like where they live, and so they're used to that lifestyle already, and that's why they say, "You know what? Let's let's do let's do uh, Miami and leave New York for for uh, summertime only." But nonetheless, when I met these South Africans, they were some of the most you know intelligent people. Now, granted, I was in college, so of course, they're going to be you know I guess a bit smarter, but they're intelligent. They they knew of the world. Their worldview was unique to what I was used to. And I've met so many different people from all over the world, honestly. But for some reason, I gravitated towards those from South Africa. I don't know if it was a cultural thing. I don't know if it was growing up in a diverse area like New York City correlated toward the country of South Africa and Johannesburg, for that matter, in particular. But I just loved it. The accent, I love the accent, South African accent is like a it's like a cooler British accent, right? A British accent sounds like hoity toity, you know, teacup and crumpets, you know, where's the queen? Like that type of thing. South Africa is a bit different. And and uh, a notable South African in the media now is Trevor Noah of The Daily Show. And if you watch Trevor Noah, The Daily Show, you get his comedy, you get how he speaks about things, you can hear, you know, the personality. That's generally what I've encountered meeting South Africans, you know, both male and female, both great, great people. So that being said, I was drawn towards going to this country and people even refer to me as saying yeah you're like a Johannesburg guy right like they could see me in Johannesburg because it's I guess my personality who I am but nonetheless the move is getting much easier the consideration of going to South Africa has become even more attractive and the reason why it's become more attractive is the fact that they're thinking about legalizing weed. Not only uh, is there the diversity, not only is there, you know, the South African women, not only is there the culture and the shell shock it would be to experience a place not America, living-wise, but also I can smoke my weed too. First of all, if you go on Airbnb right now and type in Johannesburg Airbnbs, you're staying in houses, nice-ass houses for like 100 to $300 a night. I mean, compared to a hotel, it's I mean, compared to Airbnb in America, in, in big cities, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's big houses. It's affordable even to vacation and just see what it's about. So if you're a listener and you're a person that likes to travel, I know I have a diverse set of listeners here on high TV, shout out to y'all. And some of you guys like to travel. You like to go to Amsterdam and see what Amsterdam weed is like. You like to go to Jamaica and find a local weed man carrying a bushel of weed. Like weed men in Jamaica don't carry weed like everybody else in the States. Here in the States, you got bags. The stem is already gone. This dude is coming out with a tree out his back pocket. All right. And he has like five of them at once. You're like, this is weed. This looks like a big branch, but that's weed. All right. He'll sell you like a good 10 grams. You're like, all right, give me give, $10. Yo, yo, 10, 10 for the 10 gram, right? Like he would take some shit like that because, you know, American money compared to Jamaican money is not vastly different, but it is valued slightly more. So you're able to get a lot more weed for less to the point where I went to a bachelor, a bachelor party, I went to a wedding, excuse me. I went to a wedding in Jamaica and uh, one of the groomsmen that I was groomsmen with, 
<laughs> had bought too much weed than him and his wife can handle. So he was desperately looking for people who he knew were cool and try to give us the Jamaican weed for free. Like, yo, I can't carry this on a plane, but you know what? Y'all couldn't enjoy fucking we all on vacation for this wedding anyway. And it was so much weed I couldn't even believe. It. I'm like, yeah, I can't even I can't body all of this. Like, I'm like, you, you don't have to find other people. So anyway, with that being said, that's how things are in Jamaica. So imagine how things would be now in South Africa. So the story goes as this. I realize I want attention. South Africa cabinet officials have advanced bill legalizing the adult use of cannabis. The measure comes three years after a high court ruling declared that cannabis prohibition was unconstitutional. According to United Nations Office of Drugs and Crime, an estimated 3.65% of South Africans consume cannabis and the nation ranks 100th among cannabis-consuming countries. Now, granted, unlike the United States, cannabis isn't, you know, a cultural mainstay, I would assume, right? There are portions of the population that smokes weed, but apparently it says only 3.6%. And in my mind, that's only 3.6 reported. Like, of the percentage of Americans that smoke weed, I guarantee you a lot do that won't put it on a survey, right? They got jobs and things like that. They don't want this on a public forum. If they, Even if they hear it's anonymous, you know, survey. But nonetheless... Even though they're the 100th ranked country for consuming consuming cannabis consuming countries, South Africa is full of land. Okay, so they can grow both recreational weed and they can grow hemp with the amount of land that they have. Uh, In fact, there's a country I forget the name. I can Google it right now, but I'm not. You already know the podcast goes, but there's a country located inside South Africa. I forget what the country is called, but they have been supplying CBD oil to the United States. And now you're saying, whoa, they were growing hemp already? Like, no, they weren't growing hemp at all. Apparently it's a different plant that uh, has the capabilities of producing CBD, but not being cannabis related at all. It's not a weed plant at all. It doesn't even look like weed, but apparently it can produce CBD. Now, if you're looking for CBD isolate, that's where you're going to go. Because of course you want cannabis terpenes and you want these other things, but it's become a industry, if you will, in that country. Like there's apparently there's a king and the king has to allow CBD sales to go to the country. So you have to like not meet the king, but talk to the king. And it's a whole thing. I was working with a CBD company. They were trying to get CBD from this guy that is, that's in this country. And that it was a king and it was a big, you know, uh, obstacle to try and even get to this guy. Because he controls everything that leaves his country. He's a king, right? But uh, nonetheless, nonetheless, back to back to this. So I think it's a good move by South Africa. I think it's great for the South African population. It allows them to have something else to add to their GDP and overall their economy. That people who need cannabis for medical reasons will be allowed to now consume safely. You don't have to worry about being arrested or charged or going to Disneyland and getting arrested. I'm not going to let that down, Disney. Matter of fact, Disney, give me Disney, give me a Disney Plus account for free because I'm not paying the money monthly for that and Netflix. But give me an account for free and I'll stop talking about you arresting a grandmother for CBD. All right. Maybe maybe I want to catch one of these Disney movies you're going to have on there, like the Marvel, uh, Marvel, uh, Marvel Avengers. I'm definitely not watching that Beyonce Black is King. Now, granted, you would think, oh, Des, you're not watching Black is King. You're the you of all people should be watching that. But I'm not into watching a big, long music video and dancing. That doesn't excite me. But I, I show love and respect by uh, giving you guys a shout out. If you have Disney Plus, check out Black is King. So it doesn't seem like I'm being a coon right now. But back to what I was saying. Last bit of this article is quoted. This bill regulates the use and possession of cannabis and the cultivation of cannabis plants by an adult 
for personal use. It provides the limit of the quantity of cannabis that may be possessed by an adult and criminalizes smoking of cannabis in public places. So much like the United States, when weed was just becoming legalized, even in Colorado, they were saying at first you can smoke your weed, you can buy your weed, you're only allowed to have a certain amount. If you have more than, let's say, an ounce or a pound, we're going to be, you know, charging you for criminal defense. Like you, you basically you'd be a drug dealer if you have more than a certain amount. Um, also the banning of smoking places is still seen in places today in America where they're not allowing you to smoke weed on the streets. Cause of course they say it's a public endangerment. You could be driving or you could be getting children high walking on the street. Now I granted, I granted there's some badass kids in the world that could use a puff of smoke in their face. You know what I'm saying? The type of kids that just don't listen. They just do whatever the hell they want to do. And then they smile when they know you're getting mad. I was, I was one of those type of kids. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie to you. I would just fuck with all the adults that were in supervision of me and just have fun, you know, terrorizing them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was a baby Al-Qaeda back in the day. Oh, that, that's a nice glass you got there. It would be a shame if it fell off the table. <laughs> uh, man, so last story of the day, cannabis, you already know. All right, uh, maybe this is gone. This, this could be a part of Ganja Bill 420, but it's mainly cannabis because it's cannabis data. And the reason why I give you guys cannabis data, I already said it's good to know what's going on so you can go ahead and make the right moves. So the study goes as this, or the survey says boomers use cannabis medically at a twice the rate of millennials. Now, before I read the article, I'm going to read the article in totality. It's a long one, by the way. Uh, I'm going to read through it and then get back to my uh, statement. That's why I want to interject now. So, we all know what's going on with, with medical marijuana. We all know what's going on with recreational. If I'm a recreational smoker, I would not want to put myself through the process, all right, of getting a medical card. I don't have to pay money to get a medical card, additional money than just paying for my weed. I want to legit go into a shop, slap my ID on the table, plop, and say, oh, you're 21, here's your weed, give me your money, enjoy, float away. You know what I'm saying? Get high, get high and enjoy your day. That's what I want. And in states where recreational state, where recreational weed is allowed, medical marijuana sales fall because most people, even if they are medical patients, would, would much rather get it from a recreational source. Here's the issue. The recreational source in those states are technically or typically more expensive. All right. More money at your pocket. You go to a recreational cannabis shop, you're probably going to walk out with your wallet feeling much lighter than it did before. Now, when you're medical, you get your cannabis at a much, much cheaper rate because you're using it medically. Yeah, you pay the extra money, but I guess you see a return on investment because the cannabis you're buying is at a discount. And many recreational shops would offer discounts to medical marijuana patients. However, they got to jump through hops to do it. Now, if you're an older individual, you much rather go the medical route because in your mind, maybe cannabis isn't so cool as Millennials will take it now. Millennials, we look, listen, we look at weed like it's anything else. Weed is just like liquor in our eyes. You want to have fun, want to relax, go get some green stuff and enjoy your day, right? But if you're of the older generation, you're a boomer, uh, you you would go through the medical marijuana process just in case, you know, you have your reputation. Just because these people are old doesn't mean they don't have reputations to uphold. You know, just because they're a bit later in life doesn't mean they want everybody to know that, that they're smoking weed. And so I'm sure they're on a golf course as, you know, or, or playing bingo. That's probably more appropriate. They're playing bingo. And then this guy says, hey, you know, I've been I've been using medical marijuana for my my joints and it feels better. Yeah, I, you, you, you should try it. And then the guy goes, really? Tell me more. I mean, is, is it legal? And he goes, of course, it's totally legal. I don't know why I sound like Bill Clinton, but that's kind of the conversation that goes on a lot in the retirement home, in the in the Humana departments where like they do workouts, like old people, like silver sneaker stuff. That's the conversation that's being had. They have their own social scene, which I think is cool. But 
that's how it's probably the information getting spread. Spread. They're going towards medical marijuana, and we're gonna see the numbers boil down now. A lot of y'all's like, "Yo, just get to the news already. You take it too long. I got you. All right, I got you." But there's a long article. I gotta interject first. So. I set the table, now you can go ahead and feast. A survey by cannabis company Verilife found that baby boomers, people aged between 56 to 76 years old, use cannabis medically at twice the rates of millennials. Those 22 to 38 years old, which includes me and a lot of my listeners, according to the demographics, you male listeners, hey dudes, I know we all millennials. Half of the boomers surveyed that they consume cannabis primarily for medical reasons. Of course, they're more than half, with 28% saying that they use cannabis solely for recreational reasons and 22% saying that they use both. So the smallest you know, demographic in the study so far use both recreational and medicinal. However, most of them use for medical reasons. Now, the figures are completely flipped for millennials. Of course they are. As 47% of millennials said that they used, wow, 49% said said that they use cannabis only recreationally, with 22% saying that they use medical purposes and 29% saying that they use for both. Actually, that's a perfect flip. Right. Next, for boomers, arthritis was the most common reason for medical cannabis use. 15%. It makes the most sense. When you get older, you get arthritis, and that shit sucks. All right? But you still have to walk up and down and go on Walmart, and you don't want to be one of those old people in, like, the carts, right? I feel like old people look at the older folks that, like, sit in carts and like, ah, you're weak. Ah, I'm taking the pain. Why can't you? I got to walk through an island, get my cereal, and here you go, beep, beep. Let me eat my porridge in peace, lady. Sheesh. I didn't mean to rhyme, but uh, <laughs> this beef between old people, the cart drivers and the regular ones. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, like a second class older senior citizen or second class senior citizen. Anyway, anyway, my corny ass. But uh, next for boomers, arthritis was the most common reason for medical cannabis use. Fifteen percent followed by chronic pain at 13 percent. Next, cancer at 11%, migraines at 8%, to manage weight loss at 8%. They didn't know people use cannabis to manage weight loss. Uh, nausea management at 8%, and autism at 7 So, of course, the largest three amounts are going to be for uh, medical marijuana use, chronic pain, and cancer, right? If you're older, medical marijuana you know is great for those things, you're going to use them. But uh, surprisingly, I see that they're also using for, for uh, weight loss as well. I know older folks worry about weight loss as much when they're older, because I'm thinking weight loss is a vanity thing, but I guess the older you get, weight loss is a health and survival thing. So of course, that's something that, that they they do. All right, next are the millennials. The millennials, the TikTok-ing, Instagram-ing, Facebook-ing, Snapchat-ing millennials. Tinder dating ghosting each other and not having children as early as our parents did millennials among millennial recreational users 34 percent said that said that they use cannabis to relax while 23 percent said that they use for social reasons very interesting 22 percent is for anxiety nine percent is to help them sleep and five percent is to enhance physical activity that's interesting because i like to use cannabis for physical activity and it's also a a top reason why millennial use millennials use recreational cannabis uh very Obvious is the reason why they use it is because they said to relax. Next was social reasons. So apparently, I guess when they're in social occasions, smoking weed is normal. So, you know, they rather do that. We all know that smoking weed is a social thing. You much rather smoke with somebody else than smoke by yourself. You know, 
Obvious, 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 obvious. So that's the numbers on millennials. Next, we have both generations still prefer to smoking as their primary method with half of millennials and 39% of boomers saying that saying smoking is their top choice. Let me read that one more time. Both generations still prefer smoking as their primary method. However, half of millennials and 39% of boomers say smoking is their top choice. Just like me. It's obvious. The reason why the biggest category is flower is in any cannabis graph you're going to see is because everybody likes to smoke weed. It's the easiest, most common way to enjoy. All right. Boomers prefer capsules more than twice the rate of millennials. Of course. You, you, listen, if, 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 <laughs> could you imagine like an older person with like Parkinson's trying to roll a joint and it's like shaking out and it's like falling everywhere. It's a sad story. No one wants to see that. You don't want to see a senior citizen handshaking, trying to roll a joint. You know what I'm saying? That's probably going to be the most janky joint you've seen since your first time rolling, honestly. And like grandma, you smoking this? Let me roll something for you. And now you made that one nice gesture and you have to keep on rolling joints for the rest of your life or rest of her life. Uh, that kind of got dark. And last but not least, neither generation reported more than 2% preference to dabbing or topicals. So that goes to show you, if you're in the cannabis industry and you're in the dabbing, you know, sector, or you're in the topical sector, those aren't cannabis products that people are really reaching out for. You know, yes, the topicals are great for pain, but I much rather take something orally that studies have shown oral, oral, oral intake. I don't know. I said oral three times. Oral intake excuse me, is the best way to manage pain when it comes to cannabis. Apparently, topicals are not as strong. I mean, think about it. If you're going to use topicals, you may put it on a localized area. However, when you're ingesting it, it's going through your bloodstream. And your bloodstream is much more prevalent than the skin in your body. It can reach much more different places and deeper to where it needs to go. It's much more closer to the nerve, if you will. For those who remember anatomy and whatnot. So, of course, topicals, hey, we know the numbers are low for that. Dabbing, not that popular. But, of course, boomers rather take the capsules, right? They didn't want the joint shaking out their hand. Uh, a little wrap-up on this. Numbers that stuck out to me. So, the numbers that stuck out was I thought it would be much lower that uh, boomers would use cannabis for recreational reasons and use medical because in my eyes if you're using one what's the point of the other right i'm guessing if you use medicals for cheaper reasons in my opinion if you use recreational it's because you don't want to go through the hoops and bounds you got to go through to get a medical card but apparently 22 percent of boomers still shop at both shops and chances are those are probably the, the boomers who probably smoke weed in the 60s right they're they're the cool old people all right they're the ones that's going to do a tiktok video with you I know I mentioned like TikTok eight times in this thing, but you know how SEO works. I got to mention TikTok for the extra listeners. But nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, yeah, the cool grandparents are out here doing both. They're smoking weed for recreational, medicinal. They're having a good ass time. Arthritis. Arthritis is a huge reason why people sell their people use cannabis for that matter now if you're going to the cannabis industry maybe you want to go ahead and gravitate towards nomenclature and wording that your product can help with things like arthritis if you have testimonials for your cannabis products you may want to have a video testimonial of older people saying that they use it for their arthritis pain if that's the number one reason why they use cannabis right or with arthritis and pain overall um now, of course, that's easier said than done, but realize, if you ever see products that are marketed toward older people, normally it's done on TV, and normally it's done with people their age, right? And there's a reason why, because older folks aren't internet savvy. They much rather hear you sell the product like they were used to for all of their life. I mean, they're watching I Love Lucy on black and white TV. Chances are they're getting their advertisement only from the TV as well, the most successful ones. So that's why I'm saying you should probably put that into your marketing. 
Uh, next up, millennials, recreational users. They use it to relax. You already know that. Anxiety is also a high reason at 22%. You know, I, I realize that our generation, even though we're the most technologically advanced and, and trained, I do think that our technology induction is causing a huge rise in anxiety. A lot of us are having that blue light, you know, hit us in the eyes and apparently the wavelength of light, you know, that, that gets sent into your brain from you being on your phone and screens for all the time is having an effect on us mentally. There are ability to manage stress, you know, causes to be more anxious or to be less social. And when you're less social, you're more anxious. So I know that anxiety is going to be through the roof after this coronavirus. Not only is there going to be uh, anxiety to from catching the virus, there's going to be anxiety from just being out in general. You haven't been practicing your social skills as you would if you were inducted into society as normal in 2020. So yeah, 22%, 22% anxiety reached out to me because as a person for myself who has had episodes of anxiety in the past and maybe every now and then you get anxious, honestly, when I got, when I found CBD and, and stuff like that, anxiety wasn't really a thing anymore. It's amazing. But still things happen, things happen from time to time. I'm human. It happens. So that number stuck out to me as a person that runs, you know, the cannabis biz and is in the industry. I think we should focus more on anxiety because that's going to be a growing problem. You know, these children were, were, were born in a world where iPads were in existence. All they know is screens. At least us millennials, the only screens we really knew was TV and movie theaters. Now there's screens in your pockets that you're addicted to. I'm hearing parents these days, tangent, I know from the story, but I'm hearing pa parents these days literally have to struggle in taking the screen away from their child. Like this child would throw tantrums, you know, about not having their iPad or having their phones. And like, apparently these children are able to communicate via messages or FaceTime on these devices, even though they're like six, seven, eight years old, they're still using it like how we use it. So imagine the amount of anxiety they're going to have being that all their life they're in front of screens, when only us millennials have experienced screens on this magnitude, you know, towards the late 2000s, right? When the iPhone came out. So uh, tangent, I know, but a number that stuck out to me. So, uh, yeah, man, that has been High TV's episode of Nutshell. We kind of went through this thing faster than I thought we would. I mean, I feel like this was an information jam-packed episode. Uh, let's do a quick run-through of what the quick hits were, just in case you're catching this a bit late. I know you, I know a lot of you guys may tune out and do other, uh, other activities when you listen to podcasts, like doing your laundry or whatnot. So let's reiterate. So next, we, first up, we had product recall in Michigan over licked pre-roll. Never lick your pre-rolls if you have a cannabis business. You're going to be selling it to other human beings. It is COVID season. Keep your tongue and your damn mouth. Next, great-grandmother sues over CBD arrest at Disney Park. As you know, we even reported on the podcast, great-grandmother got arrested, put in Disneyland jail for having CBD oil for her arthritis or pain. I mean, come on, Disney. Could you imagine being at Disney and getting stopped by like one of those, you know, what do you call it? One of those Disney mascots. You know, you got Disney, you got Mickey Mouse coming like, hey, miss, is that, is that weed? Oh, looks like I'm going to have to arrest you. Stay right here. But it's just CBD oil. It's, it's, it's legal. It's legal. I promise. No, you're going, you're taking your ass to jail right the fuck now. I don't want to hear any more. <laughs> Take your ass to jail. 
and, and then you have like Minnie Mouse decorated handcuffs. Oh my gosh. I imagine a whole skit to this thing in my mind, man. I can't believe she went through that. But I hope she wins the case. I'm sure Disney's going to settle. And, uh, you know, kudos to the children. Kudos for Disney for honestly paying for her great grandchildren's college and all that other stuff. Um, do better, Disney. Do better. South Africa cabinet advances to legalize legalization. They're going to do the same thing that we've been seeing across the United States when it comes to legalization. You're only going to be allowed to have a certain amount. Adults are able to use and uh, you can't smoke in public. Very common law. Uh, great for the industries in South Africa. Great for the tourist industry as well uh, for the patients in South, South Africa. The patients in South Africa that get to get their weed. I'm going to play a little sound bite. Um, but yeah, shout out to South Africa. Hopefully y'all can see me soon. I might go over there and do an Airbnb before I make the make the choice to buy a crib out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm very interested in not only moving to Africa, but the economic frontier that the continent of Africa is overall. I mean, so many countries are advancing in technology. They're getting with the internet. They're they're growing quickly. If, if anything, they're going to be skipping a lot of the tech technological steps that america went through the industrial revolution and then the digital revolution they're entering straight into the digital and so economically speaking i think the continent of africa is bountiful with opportunity in the coming years especially when the u.n is talking about giving reparations for slavery you're going to see a lot more you know money being kept into the countries of africa because they're still being taken out of like i.e france is is getting paid and there'll be a third world country if it wasn't for these countries paying for them so moving there is great it'll be legalized i'll enjoy myself Shout out to South Africa. Love y'all. I love all my South African people. Check out New Levels, New Devils. It's a brand by my friend from South Africa. Pretty cool. Pretty, you know, edgy, fly, dope. All that drip. All that young, yeah, all that young people slang I don't get. Like, once I hit 25, I realized, yo, I can't get the, 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 the lingo anymore. I don't get the dances. What the hell is the tactic? Like, what's going on? So, Shout out to them. Shout out to South Africa. Clearly, the end of this podcast, I'm losing all ability to talk. My enunciation, my gait, my articulation has just fallen through the window. Last but not least, we have a survey that was taken by boomers. Uh, use medical marijuana twice the rate of millennials. And all that data we already knew, but at least now you have the, new, the numbers. So write down those numbers, dock it down, use it in your approach in the medical cannabis space, and stay tuned and up to date with cannabis news because this cannabis world is changing fast. Know what's going on. Make your best move. And hopefully you can laugh and enjoy and learn when it comes to this podcast. That's all we really want is to give you guys quality content. So... Follow us on Hemp International on Instagram. Follow us and subscribe to the podcast, High TV, Cannabis News Now, on Spotify, on Google Play, on Apple Music, on anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just type in high-tv. You're going to find us. Shout out to you guys hit, clicking the Venmo support link at the bottom of the description. You guys are great. You know COVID is hard. You guys supporting the podcast. I love y'all. I'm going to be back. You know, I'm not going to be like that father that said he'll be back and never come through. I'll be here, okay? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you love. The love you never felt, I'm going to show you, okay? You're going to feel loved at the end of the day. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get through this, all right? No more arrests at Disneyland for CBD oil, I promise. That's never going to happen again. <laughs> it's never going to happen again. I'm losing my mind towards the end of this podcast, boy.
All right, man. So thank you for listening. As always, check us out on various platforms. Support our CBD brand, Like Weed. Listen, if you like weed, I like weed. Support Like Weed, man. It's, it's, it's a brand where we're not afraid of cannabis anymore. We're proud of the fact that we enjoy cannabis. We're proud of the fact that we use CBD or THC for whatever reason. And that this world is different. We are proud of our cannabis use, and we're not going to hide it anymore. So that's what Likeweed is about. And, of course, we bring products that help you out on the CBD spectrum. We're not in THC just yet, but on the CBD spectrum that allows you to help out with your sleeping habits. I know sleeping is hard, especially when you're stressed. I have insomnia myself, and I even Googled, like, what can I do to improve my insomnia? Because, of course, the CBD... I take that, it helps me sleep, but then when you're taking the CBD, you're sleeping, and then you're waking up, who knows what the issue is? And I found out that when you're very stressed, it, it, it turns out that insomnia is a common case. So we want to help you with that. You want to help you with your anxieties, I just mentioned. We have our faces in front of the screen, like, all day. We want to help you out, all right? So shout out to Sunset Hemp LLC, a.k.a. Like Weed. We have mini blunts coming soon. $5 a pop for two blunts in a small pack. Mini blunts? Come on, man. You got five on it, right? Let's hear uh, let, Let's hear that. Let's hear five on it after the podcast. I'm going to do a different outro. As always, folks, stay tuned. Stay high. High TV. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Now, if you're still here, you are the MVP. Here's a little last bit, P.S., if you will, for the pod before we got to let you go. Real quick, before I head off of here and you guys see me next week, I just want to let you know we have some mini CBD blunts that are coming on the pop line. They'll be on the website soon. That's www.likeweed.com. You guys get all your CBD flower, indoor flower for that matter. That's much higher quality. It smells like weed, looks like weed, and makes you feel calm, all right? So if you ever need some relief on the go, you want a quick smoke sesh, if you will, and you guys enjoy our cigars, you know, this one's not going to burn for 40 minutes, I promise. They're half gram, they're mini blunts, they're nice and cute in a nice little small package. You guys can get your relief on the go. And guess what? There's two per package. So you can share one with a friend or or you can smoke one now and smoke it later. Either way, you get your relaxation, you get yourself, you know, a better night's sleep, all of that. So that being said, check out our mini blunts coming soon. We also have a brand new t-shirt that says like weed. It's the best buds t-shirt. I mean, we all know what it is to smoke weed with our friends. During this quarantine, we're probably not even able to as much as we used to. So at least this shirt can be a remembrance to all those quality smoke sessions, conspiracy theory laden, you know, laughy, going to 7-Eleven at 3 o'clock in the morning smoke sessions with your friends that we all know and love that we can't do as we used to because of this pandemic. Get yourself a t-shirt. Enjoy the mini blunts. Again, that is likeweed.com or sunsethem.org. Same website. And enjoy it like weed, man. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh.